And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. Holy shit, she's back. Wow, wow. And the crowd goes wild. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where you been? At home. Doing? Sitting around. Okay, I know you, you haven't podcasted in like a month, but you gotta keep it's the ball. It's not been a month. Okay, three episodes. At least three or four That's episodes. Okay, well, it hasn't been a month. We gotta get technical here. Dates and times and terms. It's been three weeks. Uh, I don't know. I was sick, like always, and I have no idea. I don't remember why else I didn't come. I should probably talk into the microphone when I talk to you because I forgot. Yeah, I should keep that in the ear. While you talk, so I can, you know, measure the volume. <laughs> measure the volume. What the listeners don't know is we invested in new equipment. Um, now we have both mechanical arms going. We have pop filters. We have the VAC. I finally broke down and bought that. So we can run everything and adjust the audio right on the fly. So <clears throat> the only downfall is, is that when you talk, you have to, like, talk right into the microphone. If not, then you, you can't be heard. So somebody has to, neither A, one of the podcasters has to listen while the other person talks or have an individual to sit on the side and just listen to the conversation. Unfortunately, we don't have a volunteer to do that, so I'm the person to follow the volume. Well... <laughs> Next time we come over, I'm bringing my thing for sure. Cause I, I totally forgot. And like you said, you told your mom to tell us and she neglected to tell us. Or else I would have brought it and you know I would. Right. And it would have been better because then you could adjust the mic, you know, for you and then mm-hmm. you could have your own mic and we wouldn't have to worry about the volume. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the show. Um, you were talking about Les Mis. What's going on with that? So I guess mom rented Les Miserables, the new one. I I don't know if you've seen the original one. Uh, I've only read the book. Well, the one from the 90s, it was a pretty good movie. I liked it, but uh, it was long. It was one of those long-ass, like, Titanic movies. And I was watching it, and I guess they remade it and made it into a musical, which I like musicals, but the whole movie is a musical. Every single line is sung. Really? 
and the main the main actor in it is Russell Crowe. Well, he's not the main actor. The main actor is Hugh Jackman singing everything, which is actually not a bad singer. And then Russell Crowe is the second main actor. And I can't see him singing. He he's singing in it. It's like opera type, not really opera, but it's like. Oh, yeah. It's uh, funny because can you imagine Wolverine and the Gladiator singing? He's together? old though. He Hugh Jack they made him look old in that movie. Like he start because it, it pans over like his life, like basically his whole life. Like he he goes to jail because he stole bread, and he goes to jail for nineteen years for stealing, for stealing bread, a loaf of bread. And this is in France. This is during like after they had killed I think Marie Antoinette and her husband or whatever. Right. And He's, King Henry the Eighth. Yeah. I am. I am. Anyway, shut up. So uh, <laughs> he gets out and he's on probation for the rest of his life, or something like that. So he tries to go get a job and they won't give him a job because he has a shady past for stealing one loaf of bread 19 years ago. Yes. Okay. Nice. Kid, kid you not. So he runs away and he goes to this monastery, and the guy at the monastery gives him all his money, and he's like, "I want you to start a new life," because he was gonna rob. He was gonna rob the rob them because he was like desperate to do something because he had nothing. He was like homeless again, and the guy's like, "I want you to have a better life." I think the guy was like sick and dying already, so he gave his money, the money to him. So he said, "Well, since you're giving me this money, I'm gonna go and do good things with it." Well, ever since the day he ran away, because Russell Crowe is the one that put him in jail. Ever since the day he ran away, Russell Crowe's been searching for him. This man finds him everywhere in this movie. No matter what, he always finds him. Always. And persecutes him till the day he dies. I was like, this is because he ends up dying at the end because he gets really sick. But what happened Hugh was... Hugh Jackman? Yeah. What happened was is he... Uh, Anne Hathaway plays in it. And I guess she went to work for him. And all the girls were jealous of her. So they like were they sent her out or whatever on the street, and she cut all her hair off to sell it to try to give money for somebody to take care of her daughter because her husband had left her. So she sends her daughter to like this boarding house, which is basically a prostitution house. So they steal everybody blind. Helena Bottom Carter is like the leader of it. Uh huh. And she like he finds her on the street, and they're gonna put her in jail because supposedly she stole bread or something. And he drives like, no, I'll just take her and just leave her. Takes her back to his, like, the monastery place where he lives and she dies. So he goes and gets her daughter. And the, I guess Russell Crowe finds out who he really is, finally. So he's, like, chasing him down, still trying to put him back in jail for stealing a piece of bread, which I think is stupid, or a loaf of bread. And he gets away with the girl, and at the end, Russell Crowe finds him, but he ends up dying. And he gives all his money to, that, to the, the girl that he raised or her mother died. It was a pretty good movie, but... Every single line was sung. I'm like, I can't deal. So Anne Hathaway dies too. She, she's the one that she died before he died. She got really, I guess she got really sick because like she went to work for them, and all the girls were jealous of her because she was pretty and thin and all this. So uh-huh. like persecutor made lies about her, so they threw her out. And he, I guess he said, like, he didn't really know what was happening. He's like, yeah, just throw her out. He didn't know what he was doing. So he uh, finds her she's like yeah you're the person that threw me out in the street my daughter's over here and we're homeless so he he promised her because he, he didn't know he did that that he would make amends and take care of her daughter because she died she was really i think she had to, like some kind of like the plague or something not the plague but <laughs> she got sick from something and died well i guess that's why it's in english translation it's called the misery yeah it's like i'm just like this poor man like for all those years Literally, like, his whole life. Because he did it when he was really young. At the end, he was old. And they made that man look old. Did they? Like, and he was, like, he gained weight. He was, like, kind of fat. I've never seen him look like that. You'd have to see the movie. It doesn't even look like him. I don't know. I have a hard time following musicals. Well, it's Especially it's, if it's, like, every single line of well, that. Well, every once in a while, they would say a line, like. 
you know, it's a new day. Where's the paper? The paper's over here. Da, da, da. <laughs> it was like that. Like they had very, very little speaking in it. It was almost all singing. That's what I can't do. I like musicals. I love them to death. But like I like when they have like little montage and like they're gonna throw in a song here and a song there. You know what I'm saying? Like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, or like Rent, or you know, different the different ones. They, but that one was all singing. It was really annoying. But then I got into it. I was like, I gotta watch this. I gotta see what happens. I'm looking forward to um, Hugh Jackman and his, you know, because his new movie's coming out this in this weekend, this coming weekend. What the Wolverine movie? The Wolverine's coming out. I think it's this Friday. It's coming out. We gotta go see that. It looks really good. I don't want to see it because I haven't got to see friggin' Man of Steel yet or any of the movies I wanted to see. Really? I haven't seen Man of Steel. I never got to see. Uh... Haven't had money to. What's the other one what? that I wanted to I, see? I couldn't hear him. So we haven't had money to. Oh. Uh, the Evil Dead, I haven't got to see that. There's a whole bunch I haven't got That's to see. That's coming out on DVD. Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix soon. It's already on uh, on demand. I'm probably going to rent it. I watched uh, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone on demand. And though it flopped in theaters, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was funny as hell. Because what it was is essentially... Um, what's the, 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 the couple that, and one dude was, uh, a magician and he got attacked by a tiger, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. So anyway, um, so Steve Buscemi and Bushimi, Bushimi and, uh, Steve Carell. Really? Uh, were essentially the way I seen it was like them and uh-huh. Jim Carrey was like uh Chris Angel. But he would do stupid ass shit. Oh. Like one of his tricks was they were at a uh spoilers if nobody's seen this. Um they were at a birthday party and Jim Carrey's there he's actually a guest and Steve Carell is doing, you know, basic tricks for the kids. Mm-hmm. And He's like, that's not magic. And he walks over to the birthday cake with all these candles and he's putting his arm over the candle and he's, he's burning himself. And he's like, this is magic. And he shows, you know, he's all burned, but it says happy birthday on his arm. And he's like, and it's in cursive. It was good. <laughs> or he's like, here's a nail. Let me show you how to hammer it in. So he puts the nail on the table and he's like, heads, but boom. And you see his head, because he's got real long hair in this, because, yeah. he, again, he's trying to be like Chris Angel. Yeah. He, like, headbutts the nail, he's, and you see his head fly back, and he's like, out. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, you should have been around. I, I talked, I did two separate episodes, one with Sheer Darkness and one of Who's the Boss about Man of Steel. Oh, I don't want to know about it, so don't say anything about it. I got to watch it for myself. Well, for what it's worth, and you know how critical I am about movies, mm. I, I give it about a four. Four out of five. Uh, plenty of, of plot holes, but I get it. Yeah. I, I get what they were doing. That was good. Uh, speaking of Man of Steel, uh, this week is... Comic-Con! Yes. And there's been like a plethora of... of news coming out 
And one of the things that they're talking about before the JLA movie, they're coming out with a Superman Batman movie. Really? Yes. Yeah. And what's his name? Henry Kef- Kessinger? Kefinger? The, the dude that plays the Superman, the new one. He's already in. But, um, yeah, no Christian Bell this time. He won't do it. They're, believe it or not, they're talking about, um, cause he said he would do the JLA movie. That's, that's the only thing. Like, I don't understand why he wouldn't just, like, do that, too. Right. Is he already, um, to do the JLA? Who's the guy who, who played Looper? And he played in the last, he played Robin in the last Batman movie. Something Love It. Joseph. Joseph John, Gordon. Jo- Joseph, Joseph Gordon Love It. Yeah. They're Love saying it. that he's the, the candidate to be the, the new, new Batman. Batman. Oh no, I still can't get over Jumper. That did not look like him. We'll see. Spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen The Dark Knight Rises at the end of the movie. He's supposed to be like Robin or Batman Robin, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, why would he be Batman if he's supposed to be Robin? Oh, he's supposed to be like a ghetto Batman. I thought they made it, I thought they made like he was take he was supposed to be Robin, he was supposed to take over Batman's place. That's how I took it. Well, at the end? Yeah. Uh because he was filling out paperwork and they're like, Why don't you use your real first name? And it was Robin. His, oh. his, 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 his okay. name was Robin? How yeah. gay. They're like, oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I have to say, with this in my ear, mm. when you guys talk, it's like watching an old Japanese movie. Because I'll I'll see your <laughs> mouth move, and then like half a second later, you, the dialogue comes, comes into my ear. No, but uh, I'm not going to say, oh. Uh, you need to watch Looper. It's a really good movie. Did you watch it with me? Yeah. Okay. Looper? We did it on demand. Oh, yeah. Is it on Netflix? No, but it's really good. Like, I want to buy it. When I get money, I want to buy the movie. But anyways, it. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I see him right looking at him. I'm like, who is this? Like, he looks kind of familiar. I was like, but who is he? Like, his voice doesn't even sound the same. It's him with, like, all these prosthetics on. It looks nothing like him. You would trip out. It makes him look like he's, like, 40. Really? It, yeah. It, I don't know. He's supposed to be like 20 in that movie. I know, we were laughing because we're like, he's Bruce Willis in the past, and there's Bruce, Bruce Willis is him in the future, okay? But like, right. and they're, it's only supposed to be like 20 years difference or, t- t- no, he's not supposed to be like 20, something's supposed to be 35. 35? 35 yeah, yeah, or 40 he's or something. supposed to be like almost. 50. Yeah, cause they die when they're 50. Yeah. Anyways, sorry for spoilers, but anyways, it's like 15 years later, he becomes Bruce Willis, what the fuck happened to him? Like, you have to look, <laughs> you look at it and be like, what happened? Like, he looks younger as he's older. Wait a second. He's, you know, it's, it's just weird. You have to look at it. It doesn't really, the way, they made the character look too old, in my opinion, or something. I don't know what they did, but it's just weird. Or too, too mean. Too something, yeah. But he doesn't look like he has prosthetics on. Like, you wouldn't know that he has prosthetics on until you know who it is. But it's like, it's crazy. Just looking at it, I'm like, this guy looks, like, I kept saying, like, who is this? He looks so weird. Like, he doesn't really look, like, he kind of looks CGI in a way, but he's not. Like, you have to see it. It's weird. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> <laughs> I ranted to him about that for like an hour. I'm like, this is so weird. But it's a good movie. Very good movie. Um, what listeners may not know is today is a very special day, too. Do you know what episode this is? What? This is episode 32. Okay. 32. Why is this special? I'm like, wait. 32 divided by 4 is 8. Yeah. We've been podcasting for the last eight months. Okay. So this is our eighth month anniversary. 
do we even have eight month? That's kind of an odd number. What? He just wanted to throw that out there. He wanted to celebrate something, so he's like, I'm going to celebrate eight months. No, it was actually, it was a setup. So at <laughs> 32, that means we are 20 weeks away from 52. Okay. And episode 52 is significant because... It's a year? Yes, right. it's Seeing Red's birthday. Okay, but back to the whole eight-month thing. This is... You're just wanting to celebrate for celebrate's sake. Well, Nobody was, celebrates eight months of anything. It was setting. It was a setup. Okay. It was a setup to say we are down to the last twenty weeks, and the the last week. Let me see. Let me pull this up, folks, because I actually have something set, and I haven't seen Rebecca in like a month, so we haven't really. He misses his baby sister. Disgust Gotta give her a this. hug too. Don't forget. He doesn't miss me. He misses Never. your voice. That's what it is. He misses me talking <laughs> on a damn podcast for him. What you think? It's all about just. I'm podcasting? just kidding. Calm down. He's, like, he's gonna get mad. There's gonna be an argument on Seeing Red, episode number thirty-two. It's going down. Eight months. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out for you guys. Starting the weekend of our anniversary on November 23rd, we are going to be releasing Scene Red 50. Then the following day on Sunday, yes, that's right, we are putting out a podcast on a Sunday. We're putting out episode 51. And then come back on our regular Mondays and that will be our anniversary of 52. So for, and it's kind of reversed. We should be getting something for celebrating, but instead we're giving, we're just givers, man. We just give it right out. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're giving the listeners three days straight of seeing red. And then after that, I have no idea, because I figure around November is when the movie's going to probably start taking shape. And I, I told you off air, you know, I've been doing more writing, and, and I'm actually moving into the second draft, and it's becoming more tight as a story. There's more development coming in. So my main focus is is I want to get to the 52 mark. I want to make it to the one year. Yeah. And... I I will do my best to try to keep things going on a regular basis, um, depending on how involved you know this this point of me. Because once the script's done, obviously it's going to go get edited. And you guys are going to well, first you guys are going to check it out and make any adjustments that need to be done. Then it's going to go get edited for dialogue content. From there, that's where we're going to start our Kickstarter campaign. And I have a nice little business plan to to promote our Kickstarter. So within the what? How long is Kickstarter campaigns? Like one or two months or something like that, or is it three months? I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at it. Do you know? But anyway, however long. <laughs> I didn't hear you. He's awful. Said, not the glue. He's, all, oh. he's all full of voices today. I'm hyper. No, you should have seen the other night he was doing Smeagol and he was freaking me out. Hey, nice Smeagol. 
<laughs> I was like, stop doing that. It was creepy. It was all dark in there. And he kept going, what were you saying? You were saying all kinds of weird stuff. You make wishes. I hate when he does that. <laughs> the little <laughs> thing. I'm like, ah. So do you have a Hiroshima voice yet? Nah. Uh, like, I'd have to see like a like a rough draft of the character. Like you mean a drawing? Drew, if you drew like a rough draft of the character, uh-huh. like I'd be able to like be just like be able to take the voice. Give it be a, out give there, it a life, man. Give it a life of its own. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I. <laughs> it's probably gonna be pretty pretty entertaining. And you know what the cool thing is is. I don't think at this point, I really don't believe that we're going to have to go and record at a recording studio. Yeah. Um, I'll probably buy like one more mic eventually in, the, in, you know, the coming future. I'll buy one more setup, mm. you know, with the arm, the mic, the pop filter. So we don't everything. have to sit like this. And right. Be sweating all over each other in the dead of summer because we're right on top of each other's lap talking into one microphone because our brother's a cheap ass. I'm just kidding. I was, it's partially my fault for not bringing a thing. <laughs> I still have to be up here. It has nothing to do with the headphones. We'd still be like all up in this microphone together as one. <laughs> no, because all you would have to do is just sit back, pull the microphone to your face. Yeah, but then how? We we have. I have a big head. I have a huge head. I don't know how his head's gonna get in here with me. We're gonna be like, we're gonna be back here, still gonna be together, all close. <laughs> I'm just being mean. I was going to say, somebody just, one of you guys have to be really loud. I know when I first did, uh, what was it? Who's the boss? I did a Who's the Boss episode. And I got like 20 minutes into it. You know, and, and my, uh, from where I'm used to recording. So yeah. my head was back somewhere like maybe here. Yeah. And I played it back. There's nothing. And there was like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So I, I had to go in and record over. the whole thing over, yeah. But yeah, so by November we'll have a, a third mic. But hey, you gotta look at it this way. We've we've come pretty far in eight months. Um you know, shit's getting legit over here now. The uh the whole little setup for the fifty two weeks thing, that kinda coincides with itself because we're all nerds. And just like new fifty two ah, Yes. Ah, Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I really don't have much nerd news coming from Comic Con, um, and I'm not much for Plants vs Zombies. I've seen the game, but they're coming out with Plants vs Zombie. Well, Garden I, Wars, right? What is it? Was it Garden Wars? No, it's Plants vs Zombies versus Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and that looks hysterical. And I, like I said, I'm not big on those type of games. Yeah. But I I just might actually purchase a copy. Or are they free, aren't they? Uh. No. Uh, well, some of them, I think Plants vs. Zombies you actually have to buy. Like, you can get their little trial version or whatever for free. But uh, for the most part, the games like that, they're usually you have to buy them. Well, they're not that expensive. They're They're, they're about a dollar each. Oh, that's not bad. Well, the app, phone app, a phone app game, or like they have, yeah. they have Plants vs Zombies for like uh, PlayStation Three, like a little game too. It's like four dollars, something like that. It's not expensive. It's pretty cheap. But the the because uh, I know he's gonna want to get it. What are you trying to get it for your phone? Yeah, for the iPhone. Like five bucks. This is an iPhone we're talking about. That's true. Five or six bucks, maybe ten. This is an iPhone. We forgot. 
It's not an Android, because Android is better. It is always better. Don't listen to people who have Apple iPhones. Thank you. Good night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pro iPhone. I love my iPhones. I have no qualms. I'm kidding. I, I love my Android, but I think I'm going to get an iPhone. I'm trying to get a cell phone now, but they won't give us cell phones because Aaron doesn't have a California ID. California. <laughs> Speaking of California IDs, have you seen my my new license? No. Is it funny? Am I gonna laugh? I seen uh, I seen the picture. I'm like, that's not me. I, honestly, at first I was like, they put the wrong picture on the license. He's got a lot of credit cards because he's banging. I got health. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that doesn't even look like you. No. That is like a straight, I don't know. It looks like an Aryan supremacist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yet I have long hair and a ponytail. <laughs> you look like you have like shaved head. And you look, you, have, you look like a, like a really, really like white person. Like you're so white, you're red in this picture. He's got a tomato head in this picture. Well, I think okay. I, it, it's, I think it, I was red is because I was so irritated. Uh, oh yeah, because it took so Brandy. long. It takes all night. DMV. Oi, oi! I just really can't believe that's you. But look at—I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a way older, fatter version of you. Like you look really old in this picture. This is gonna be like forty-five, fifty. With good skin, right? Yeah. If he was a little bit gray, it would work. I was going to say 45, that's actually not too far from where I'm at now. No, that picture makes you look really old and a lot fatter. I don't know. That's nine years. It's almost ten years. Come on now. Yeah, it's... Um, but when I seen it, I was like... You're like, that's, that's not me. me. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was... Number two, it was so hot in there that... I was sweating, so I was just going like this constantly. I'm pushing so my hair, hair back. your hair, it yeah. would be weighed down by the sweat? Yeah. So. <laughs> you got your head shaved? Yeah. <clears throat> and you've seen me with my head shaved. You're going to get pulled over and be like, sir, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here, let me take off my glasses and pat my hair down a little bit. Fill my signature. Oh, that's cool. Fill it. They added a new feature? Yeah. Cause I have all this, I have, mine has all this crap to you on it, like we can see the bear and everything. Have you seen I the think bear? they do that, so yeah. like if, if they can check your ID. No, like, they're doing it because- Making people, it harder so for counterfeit. Can't counterfeit. This right here though, the whole like 3D signature is new, cause mine didn't have that. Mine has the numbers and everything. That was one of my biggest hangups about my old license. Uh-huh. And mind you, the last time I got a license was when I was in my 20s. For free. <laughs> No, I actually went back in and got a second license. Didn't have to that. take a driver's test. <coughs> no, I took a driver's test. Written. <coughs> I took a written. Well, a I took a written. I took a written. When? <laughs> I took a written driver's test. But you yeah. never took a behind the wheel driver's test. I never took a behind See? the wheel. Bullshit. I failed my first try. I was so sad. Uh, all right. For, <laughs> I swear to God, I better not get any. <laughs> Anything. Don't from. go into basic. You're a fraud. Let's go into a little bit of detail here. Don't go into too much detail. Um, I had a license in Arkansas that carried over to California. Yep, that's it. Sure. That's Thank short you. and sweet. Was it not an Arkansas license? It was. Okay, I had an Arkansas license, and it transferred over to California. 
And because I did that, I didn't have to take behind the wheel. Okay. <laughs> See, I can't be as lucky as him. It's a bull. Uh, but yeah. Speaking I, of license, I gotta interrupt you. Do you know in Arizona, you take your written driver's, you take your written that day, your behind the wheels that day, and you get your license that day? Really? All in one day? I went down there to try to get driver's license, cause I, I tried to get driver's license here and I failed the, the, the I failed the driving part. Uh-huh. when I was living in Arizona, so I had to like drive around without a license and it was scary as hell, cause I was like, what if I get pulled over? You know, you get all paranoid. Screwed. Yeah. So I go there to try to get a license, they're like, you have to make an appointment. But, like, mom was there, and I couldn't take my driver's test unless she was there with me because the car's in her name. The person who her car's in the name has to be there with you, with all your stuff. Really? Yeah. It has, you have to have your registration and all the stuff, whoever's name it's in has to be there. So, so like, right off so you could drive it for your test, your driving test. But you go there, you take your permit, your written test that day. If you pass it, then they let you do your driver's test. If you pass that, they print you out your license that day and give it to you. That's what they were doing at the time. I was like, really? Like, it's that easy? Like, yeah, but we can't give you a driver's test till like two months from now. Yeah, right? I was like, fuck it. So California I drove, DMV. I drove around six months without a driver's license. Never got caught. Came home. Knock on wood. Hey, I have a driver's license now. Came home. Well, yeah. Got my license. No one got hurt. It was all good. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. 
you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Now we just need to work with Aaron. Get him his license. He's a scary driver, though. I was a scary driver when I started. He, I, he traumatized me because he almost ran into the... It wasn't okay. If he would have ran into a curb or a cone, even a tree, I might not get... I mean, I would still be mad, but he almost ran into the gas pumps. When were you driving? I let him drive to the liquor store. I was literally... No. I, I was like that much away from no, the freaking She's gas turning towards Okay, well, about how many? No. How I'm, many? Like what? A foot? No. I was like, stop, stop turning towards the gas pump. I'm like, turn the other way. I was screaming. I wasn't exaggerating. He scared me. Cause it was, a, it was like, when he, you're scared, a swift turn. It was a swift turn. Get closer because they can hear you. It was a swift turn. It wasn't like a slow turn to the gas pump. It was like fast. Like, you know how scary that is? When, when you're scared, do people not exaggerate? That's not the point. It was a swift turn. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was still, he almost hit the gas pump because he got scared himself. Well, the worst thing to do is if you get scared and you start yelling and panicking, it, hit it, the gas pedal. <laughs> it freaks out. No, it freaks out the driver. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, calm the fuck down. That's why you have to drive in an open parking lot with nothing there but curbs but until curbs. you learn, until you learn how to drive. So you learn how to not be all crazy. You know what did it for me? What? Driving on Highway 18. What? Taught you how to drive or what? That's pretty much what really <laughs> kind of cemented me driving. Oh. Because that was my biggest fear was driving on Highway 18. And you, in order to drive for people that don't live or or have been around, you know, Southern California in general, mm-hmm. but... Highway 18, you have to be able to pretty much do everything that's needed to do as far as driving. driving. Las Vegas. No. You have to do. No. How about driving in freaking San Jose where there's like, you're like getting off the freeway to get, or you're getting onto the freeway and there's like a lane that gets off the freeway as you're getting onto the freeway. It's like the same lane. So you're trying to get over and all these people are coming over, like trying to hit you. It's really scary. Whoever made that freeway is an idiot. Like, literally, you get off, you're getting onto the freeway, right? That uh-huh. road that you're on goes off the freeway again. So people are trying to get off the freeway and you're trying to get on the freeway. It's not good at all. I almost got an accident like five times right there. And they're honking at me like it's my fault. When they're the ones that are almost hitting me. I was like, I fucking hate this freeway. Ah! I don't know. I, I think freeways was one of the worst things ever created. The, the ones in Las Vegas are crazy too. They have like all these different ones. Like go here, go there, go over speed, here. Or you, you should like Google uh, Earth or image or whatever the spaghetti bowl in Las Vegas, and you will see what crazy is. Every what is that? morning, okay, it's it's like a, it's almost like a jumbled pile of freeway roads going crossing and intersecting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And where? 
Las Vegas. Downtown Las Vegas. No, no. Yeah. Speaking of Google. Well, number one, I don't like driving in the first place. I'm not. I don't either. I, I'm not big for driving. I'm, I'm telling you though, every morning there's an accident on that freeway. I believe every it. Every morning. Okay, I got. I got to bring up Google real fast. So okay, I was go looking for at it. this thing. It says like 20 strange images caught on Google Earth. Some of them were just basic, but the one that I thought was funny was the lady. They got out in the middle of the desert, and he's he's having sex with his girlfriend on the car, and while his pants are down, and he's drinking a beer. On Google Earth. What? Yes. And then there's a picture inside of someone's bathroom, okay? Like, these people lived in the UK in an apartment, and they had their sliding glass door open. Uh-huh. And the camera captured inside their bathroom. And there was a big puddle of blood on the, by the shower. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I cut my knee. It was like, I killed somebody. Here's the puddle of blood inside their bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there's one where these three guys were having a threesome in an alley in the UK. <laughs> yes. This is from Google Earth. There's different pictures they caught. Yeah. Wow. There's there's all kinds of random ones. I'm just like. And see, for me, when I go to Google Earth, I'm like, oh, there's my house. You know. Me yeah. too, right? No, <laughs> somebody, shit like somebody that. caught there. There's a thing about it. A lady caught her husband cheating on her from Google Earth. She was looking at something on Google Earth. Uh huh. And there's a picture of her husband kissing some woman that was caught on Google Earth. She was happened to look up something like she was going to go somewhere, and she went to look at the street view of it. Uh-huh. And there's her husband kissing some woman. On Google Earth. Yeah. Oh, shit. You could Google it on, Google it, and it'll, like, the woman who caught her husband on Google Earth. It's a real thing. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, he was meant to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> Google Earth caught that shit, and your wife found it somehow. You were meant to get That's like a one in a million thing. Like, it is. Because no one probably would have ever noticed that. It was just weird. I was like, really? And you can't deny it. There's like picture, picture proof of it. That's not me. I know that's you. That's the hat I bought you. Those are the pants I bought you, you know? <laughs> Where was this at? I don't remember. I read it on Facebook a long time ago, and then I went to like the ad thing. I looked at it, and I've seen it other places too. I don't know. I know it's in the United States, but I don't remember where, like what city or town or state or whatever. What was it? You seen a picture on that where it was like some kid in Romania just rolling the street with an AK-47? Yeah. Oh, the Google Earth thing. Yeah. There's a picture of a kid that's about nine or ten years old rolling through the streets with an AK-47 in his hand. With a real AK. Yes. From the Google Earth pictures that they got, yeah. From the street view, because they do it all over the world. The Google Earth thing. And there was a picture of a, it was sad, a, a kid was on the back of a motorcycle and the kid fell off and got hit by a car. Uh-huh. Like not, it wasn't like a bad accident, like, like there was some blood or gut, but it was sad because the person still driving the kids back there on the ground with the feet in the air and the car, the car's right there. And I'm they like, caught it. What? They caught it on Google Earth? Yeah. The car hitting the person. I think he fell off the motorcycle. And like the car hit him when he fell off. I, it wasn't like a gruesome accident, obviously, because they're, I think the car just barely bumped him, but the person just driving, like, I don't know he fell off. Like, he wasn't looking back or anything. I'm like, this is sad. That sounds like something would happen up here in the high desert. Oh, there's also a picture of a guy who uh, had his head stuck in a recycle bin, I guess, like, in other countries. Do what? Yeah, in other countries, because I've never seen this before. It, it might happen in the United States, too, but they had this large blue recycle bin, and it had uh-huh. a hole about this big, and it was tall. It was, like, it was probably at least, like, five foot 10 like it was a tall recycle bin so you couldn't really get in there and take shit out of it because you know everybody goes and steals shit out of recycle bins over here so i don't know if another country does that but he had his head in there stuck in this little hole like i don't know how he was gonna get anything out of there like i don't know what he was thinking it was tall it was it was like as tall as him it was just tall enough for him to put his head in and he's like this 
with a stick in his hand, and the dog's behind him, and he's, like, trying to get out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sure there's probably better ones out there, but that's the ones I've seen today. I was like, I always look at random weird shit. Always looking for weird news. I, yeah, I just like to look at weird stuff. Like, I was looking at prom, like, weird prom photos. There's a lot of couples. I guess the new thing is to make duct tape, for make your, your uh, dress and your suit out of duct tape. There's a lot of couples on there. It was pretty cool, though. Like, they make ram- oh, rainbow yeah. stuff. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, they did that on Project Runway? Yeah. yeah. They've done trashbacks, too. Yeah. But there's a lot of couples. They had, like... I mean, it was cool. There's one There was one that I liked. It was, like, a black one. But there's, there's this one. It was, like, rainbow, like, twister color. I'm, like... And they, like, aligned up, and it was, like, the color went straight through both of them. It was, like, a rainbow. It was weird. Duct tape dresses. Really strange. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And there's some girl in there who had lingerie on for her prom. Say what? She had on like this, she had on fishnet stockings, a little blue dress that, it wasn't even a dress, it like covered her butt barely, and then it went like this. It was like a bra top, that, and it clasped back like a bra, and then it went like this, and it was just lace. Her whole back and everything was open. She wore that to prom. And I think they let her, because there was a picture of it. That doesn't surprise me. Me either, because people wear like less than that nowadays. Just walking down the street. Yeah. I don't know. I don't All this weird it. stuff that I look at. Sorry, I was on a rant here. <laughs> no it worries. It goes through my mind. You've been quiet. She's got the mic. She's got the mic. That in my head hurts, so I'm like... Eh. Oh, does it? Yeah. Because for what, the last three episodes, it was just you and I. Yeah. So it's kind of it's just kind of seemed weird out. for you not to hear you say anything. Yeah, I mean, she's here. She's queer. Get used to it now. I'm queer. <laughs> I must be queer if I married you, right? Yeah. You're a little, princess, little fairy princess over uh-huh. here. How long have you guys been married now? What was it? Two months. Yeah, about two and a half months. No. Two months. Two months. Two months. Two months and two days. Two months, two days. So you got the female has to keep on the, the numbers because the males can't do math. Cause like can. one, fourteen, seventy-five, eighteen, ninety-three. Twelve divided by nine. <laughs> I don't know. No, he can't do quick math in his head. Like I thought, I, I like I always thought I was sucked at math, but I can do pretty fast math in my head. Like dividing shit, timesing it. When I'm in school, like that's when I get used to it. Excuses. But when I'm not in school, like I'm for real, like I can't do math for shit. <laughs> He's like, "What's three times five? I'm like, "What?" And that's an example. Okay, it's an, it's an exaggeration, but it's an example of the things that he does. I was like, I answered my head 15. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a, a... Well, let me start at the beginning. Let me give where credit's due. Um, I was listening to this podcast, and they, they brought up this conversation. And it sounded so out there is like bullshit this can't be real so i actually did my own investigation mm-hmm. and comes to find out it's true so i was like okay this is good for weird news and i'm pulling this information off of wikipedia uh, so we all know how viable and reliable the information on wikipedia what's so funny is is, is like when you're in school, you can, I'll, this is real fast, tangent I have to get on. Yeah, go ahead. When you're in school, they're like, don't use Wikipedia, it's not a real source. Wikipedia is one of the most reliable sources for anything ever. Because usually, they have like 15 or 20 sources that they cite. 
and you can go to these sources that they cited and you can check out the information. I trust Wikipedia because most of the time, I mean, for me, it's always been correct. I've always used Wikipedia for like school projects and never got in trouble for it. So, I don't think I've ever come across anything that, you know, was not correct with but Wikipedia. teachers hate it. But I, I see it. I'm sure in the future. <laughs> they Wiki- just don't want you to get the answers easy. That's what it is. I know. They're like, you can't use user generated sources. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I just had to throw that out there. Okay. So this is from Wikipedia, and it's called the Shark Arm Case. I heard about this. Oh, did you? Yep. The Shark Arm Case refers to a series of incidences that begin in Sydney, Australia, on April 25th, 1935, when a human arm was regurgitated by a captive 3.5-meter tiger shark. The tiger shark had been caught three kilometers from the beach suburb of Coogee, C-O-O-G-E, Coogee, in mid-April, and transferred to the Coogee Aquarium Baths, where it was put on public display. Within a week, the fish became ill and vomited in front of a small crowd, leaving the arm are leaving the left forearm of a man bearing a distinctive tattoo floating in the pool. Before it's, before it was captive, the tiger shark had devoured a small shark, a smaller shark that was this small, this smaller sharks that had originally swallowed the human arm. So, just. Hey, this isn't the one I heard about, but. No? No. So, essentially, the tiger shark it's ate like, a, It's a, like shark inception. Oh, wait, it gets better. It gets better. And again, you you hear that, and you're like, no, that shit's not real. But shark within a shark within an arm? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So one shark, a smaller shark, ate this arm, bit this guy's arm off. And the bigger shark ate the little shark. Yeah. But then threw up the arm. The arm, yeah. And it was, oh. all, it was intact. Like, it wasn't all, like, nasty or... It, it never really... Well, it, you they the said tattoo, they, so. I was going to say they could see the tattoo. And the next piece is called The Identification of the Limb. Fingerprints lifted from the hand identified the arm as that of a former boxer and small-time criminal, James Jim Smith, born in England in 1890, who had been missing since April 7th, 1935. Smith's arm and tattoo were also positively identified by his wife Gladys and his brother Edward Smith. Jim Smith led a high-risk lifestyle as he was also a police informer. So in other words, he was a snitch. Mm -hmm. Examination revealed that the limb had been severed by a knife. So it wasn't... Someone killed him, cut him up, threw him in the ocean, the shark ate his arm, the bigger shark ate the little shark, and then the bigger shark threw up his arm that was cut off by a, a knife. Tell me that doesn't sound like something from CSI. It sounds fake, yeah. Yes. And this happened in the 30s? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, you just kind of crushed my whole story. Well, go ahead. <laughs> hey, I didn't read it. I was just guessing. She was analyzing. I was analyzing it. Okay, so it revealed that the limb had been severed by a knife, which led to a murder investigation. Three days later, the aquarium owners killed the shark and gutted it. 
hampering the initial police investigation. Why? Why? Why'd they kill the shark for? Well, they killed it and gutted it to see if there was any more body parts to it. Early inquiries correctly led police to a Sydney businessman named Reginald William Lloyd Holmes. And he was from 1892 to 1935. Holmes was a fraudster and a smuggler who also ran a successful family boating business at, uh, I'm going to say New South Wales. We'll just go with that. Holmes had been employed had employed Smith several times to work for insurance scams, including in one in 1934 in which an overinsured pleasure cruiser named the Pathfinder was shrunk, shrunk, sunk near the New South Wales. Shortly afterwards, the pair began to racket with Patrick John Brady, a convicted forger and ex-serviceman. While specimen signatures from Holmes friends and clients provided by the boat builder, Brady would forge for a small amount against their bank accounts that he and Smith had then cash. Police later able to establish that Jim Smith was blackmailing the wealthy Reginald Holmes. So you still following this? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> the murder of Jim Smith. This is almost like reminiscent of my last podcast of Who's the Boss? Because I read uh, The Leftovers. Oh. Jim Smith was last seen drinking and playing cards with Patrick Brady at the Cecile Hotel in South Sydney suburbs of Conarula on April 7, 1935. After telling his wife he was going fishing, liar, liar, pants on fire. He went fishing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick Brady had rented a small cottage in Talabai Tal- Street in Karula at the time Jim Smith went missing. Police allege that Smith was murdered at this cottage. Port hacking at the Ganamata Bay were searched by Navy and Air Force, but the rest of Smith's body was never found. This caused problems for the prosecution when Brady was eventually brought to trial. We guess he got off. He did get off. Yeah, because they can't prove that he killed him. Because there's no, all there is is an arm. You can still live without an arm. Right. And that was his main thing. Was uh, That was the defense's main thing was, how do you know he's not, well, I mean, obviously Faking he's dead, dead now. Well, yeah. But I mean, back then in 1935, he, other than missing an arm, he could be completely healthy. He could have faked his own death to get, yes. you know, out of whatever. Which you know, this guy probably killed him, but. <laughs> it says Patrick Brady was arrested on May 16th and charged with the murder of Smith. A taxi driver, taxi driver testified that he was taken Patrick Brady to Kanula to Holmes's address at Three Bay View Street in South Wales on the day Smith had gone missing, and that he was 
So this happened in the UK and the shark was found in Australia? Uh-huh. The hell? He, yeah. That shark traveled far. He was disheveled. He had a hand in his pocket and wouldn't take it out. <clears throat> it was clear that he was frightened. Holmes's statement to police. This is, this is good. Initially, Holmes de- denied any association with Patrick Brady. But four days later, on May 20th, 1935, the businessman went into his boat shed and attempted suicide by shooting himself in the head with a 32 caliber pistol. However, the bullet flattened against the, bro- the bone of the forehead and he was merely stunned. Wow. So he's like, fuck this, I'm gone. Boom! Oh, that hurt. So he shot himself in the head. Yeah, and it and he he was that hard-ass skull drinking that milk. <laughs> drinking a lot of milk. Revived after falling into the water, he crawled into his speedboat. <clears throat> Let's see. He led two police launches on a chase around Sydney Harbor for several hours until he was finally caught and taken to the hospital. So not only did he shoot himself in the head, he got in his speedboat. And tried to run from the cops. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me. Tell me again. This sounds like someone made this up. Yeah. Because, you know, I... CSI. I, I can see this on CSI. I, I try not yeah. to... I try not to t- tap any sources from other podcasts because I don't want people saying, oh, you copied that podcast. Yeah. But this was just so unbelievable. I, I had to just bring it up. Um. In early June 1935, Reginald Holmes decided to cooperate with police investigation of the murder of Smith. He told Detective Sergeant Frank Matthews that Patrick Brady had killed Jim Smith, dismembered his body, and stowed it into a trunk that he then threw into the Ganamata Bay. He then claimed Patrick Brady had come to his home showed him the severed arm and threatened Holmes with murder if he did not receive 500 pounds immediately. Holmes also admitted that after Brady had left his home, he traveled to Sydney uh, of the suburb, coastal coastal suburb of Mataruba and discard Smith's arm into the surf. What do you think happens next? They can't find the other guy. The second murder. Knew it. On June 11th, 1935, Holmes withdrew 500 pounds from his account and late in the evening left home telling his wife that he had to meet with someone. He was also very cautious as he left his home, accompanied by his wife to the door of his Nash sedan. Early the next morning, he was found dead in his car at Huckerson Road, Dewpoint. Oh, the other dude killed him. He had been shot three times at close range. The crime scene was made to appear that Holmes had committed suicide, but forensic police had no doubt that he was murdered. Holmes was due to give evidence to Smith's inquest later that morning. So Smith did kill the other guy. Reginald Holmes was cremated at North Suburbs on June 13, 1935. He left an estate valued of 34,000 pounds 
1935, Back then, that was a lot. which would be worth millions of dollars today. In his book, and in his 1995 book, The Shark Arm Murders, Professor Alex Castle claims that Reginald Holmes took out a contract on his own life to spare his family the public disgrace of conviction. Are we done? No. No. Murder. <laughs> no. <laughs> now it comes is the Colonial Inquest. The Colonial Inquest into Smith's death began June 12, 1935, at the city coroner's court led by Mr. E.T. Olm. The same day, e. Holmes... Home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. You can go to Wikipedia and put in uh, shark arm murders, and you can read the exact same thing I'm reading right now. Um, let's see. The same day, James Holmes was found dead in his car with a gunshot wound to his chest. Although Holmes was the inquest's star witness, he was never offered police protection because his testimony could be, could be heard. The lawyer serving Brady um, claimed to claimed to the coroner that there was not enough sub, substance to begin an inquest. Evitt, who's the attorney, argued that an arm did not constitute a body, and that Jim Smith. Minus his arm could still be alive. The case has remained unsolved to this day. The inquest's most important witness, Reginald Holmes, was dead. The case against Patrick Brady fell apart due to the lack of evidence. The shark arm murder suggests that Jim Smith was killed by Patrick Brady in order, on the order of gangland figure Edward Frederick, Wayman, who was arrested while attempting to defraud a bank with a forged check in 1934, and later during a bank robbery, apparently due to information Jim Smith had given the police. So this Wayman was this big-time crime boss. Yeah. He gets busted because Smith snitched him out. So that's that's pretty much what they're saying is what happened. Yeah. Um, let's see. Smith had been exposed as police informant and therefore would have been a target for assassination. The police charged Patrick Brady with the murder of Jim Smith, although he was later found not guilty and acquitted. For the next 30 years, Patrick Brady steadfast maintained that he was in no way connected to the murder of Jim Smith. He died at a hospital in Sydney on August 11th, 1965. The investigation into the murder of Jim Smith and his severed arm became legendary in Australia legal history. And that, I mean, again, that, that was just so... Sounds made up. Yeah. Most of the big time stories do sound made up, though. They do. Like all the serial killers and shit. Can you imagine it? You know, you're a little boy in 1935. You're going to this pool and you're seeing the shark. Mommy, mommy, look, a shark. And the shark's like, Bleh! you know, like, there, there's an arm in there. There's an arm that's kind of flipping around like a fish. You know, <laughs> and somebody's like, I it's know like, that tattoo. No, wait, that's the wrong accent. It's like, I know that. No, that's, that's Canadian. <laughs> 
I'm trying to get into the moment, but it's not happening. But anyway, they're like, I know that tattoo. It belonged to Smith. He was a scoundrel. Because, you know, it was 1935. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about, because I read this thing where, I guess in Australia, this guy was out surfing with his nephew. And the shark, a shark came up and bit up his nephew's arm, so the guy got the shark, killed it, and pulled his nephew's arm out and got it reattached to his body. Really? I didn't hear about that. Yep. I guess he carried, like, a... Because there's a lot of sharks out there, so he carried a knife, like, around his ankle. Uh-huh. And they were out there surfing, the shark came up, it literally just came up and just bit his nephew's arm off, like, no warning. The guy suddenly was like, got to the shark, he gutted it, killed him, pulled the arm out, took the kid back to the thing, went and got it reattached. What kind of... That... That, that, badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, badass uncle to have, man. Like Rambo. I was going to say, you're not going to shit out my, uh, I didn't my think nephew's real, but arm. Real, yeah, he took the arm out of the, the shark and they reattached it. That's crazy. I'll have to look that up. Well, that's it for this week, kids. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Ullett. And if you're expecting some type of consistency, cohesiveness, or just you know a followed game plan for this episode then you might be seeing red. Until next week, I bid you good night. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.